Great morning, great afternoon, great night. Welcome to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. I am your guide, your host, Rodney Williams. And, you know, if this is your first time listening, thank you. If you've been here before, thank you so much. You are the reason why I do what I do. Hopefully you've brought a friend. And what we aim to do is have these conversations of clarity. Sometimes it's by myself. Sometimes it's with my awesome, awesome friends, the people that I love, and we share mindset. We share routines and habits and massive action plans to help you reach that next level of abundance. So what is that? That's the success and the fulfillment. So whatever that means to you success-wise, whether it's in business, whether it's with relationships, whether it's in parenting, and that fulfillment, right? That emotional coherence, that elevated emotions, those well-beings that help drive us in that love to bring everything together and make this world a better place. So as always, I am joined by my amazing brother, Mr. Cyril Jeff. Let's go! How are you? <laughs> my brother, Rod. Rod Diggy. Yeah, I'm good, man. Everything's good. Everything's good. It's good. always feel uh, very fortunate to catch up with you and just kind of kind of talk a little bit about stuff that's going on. But yeah, man, everything is good. Everything's good. Yeah. How about you? Man, it's fantastic, man. I, I have been just, um, the more that I surrender and the more that I realize like, this is, this is my path. This is my, this is what I was incepted for. And sometimes along this journey, it was a, okay, how can I take what's inside of me and put it in a digestible form to monetize, right? Like obviously we have to make a living and there's a, there's a delicate balance between monetizing the love and the value that you're given and really obsessing on the unique talents that you're given in the service of humanity, right? So my voice, yeah. my message, my love, my obsession with making people better. You know, there, there are things that are coming into my life where I was putting about to put out some coaching programs and things and I kind of pumped the brakes a little bit just so I could restructure just so and I'm not worried about it being perfect. Right. But I want yes. to make sure that when people sink their teeth into it, because we're going to have a conversation. Where do you want to go? I want to help guide you there. Let me give you everything I can give you wherever you're at, whether it's a do it yourself course, whether it's a workshop where it's interactive, whether it's a one on one. Like I want to make sure that all aspects all resources are available man and so to get the feedback that i'm getting on the podcast to get you know age range from 20s to 50s sending me voice messages saying you know what i shared you know i shared it with you what i wrote last night like that was given to me that was a download from the most high from the universe from the source some spirit used me as a conduit for that because I was literally putting my phone down to go to sleep. And I said, follow the spirit. And I picked up my phone and I went into Samsung notes and I spazzed out, I call it. And what I sent you that piece, that prose, whatever you, that's what it was. And I was like, I hope that it resonated and it made sense. Cause it was just coming from a feeling just from spirit, just <laughs> using me. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm amazing, man. I was a little long-winded, and I, you know, uh, no, no, no. But that that, yeah, it 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 it's it's just amazing. 
to 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 be yeah. a part and be able to share that with you, man. Yeah, man. When you're, I feel like what we talked about before. It's like when you're operating in kind of what some people call your purpose, some people call your calling. You know, when you're operating in that stream, let's call it that you know you're supposed to be in in the lane you know you're supposed to be in man that's when magical things start to happen it's like man you are now doing something that nobody or very few people in the world can do and this is literally what you are created to do and and people probably aren't able to recognize that as easy as they think they can because they make it much more complicated but when you're doing something and you not that you're not working hard because you're working hard when you're working hard and when you're done you know you got the chills or you have a moment of like, wow, man, that is your calling. That is your purpose. It's so funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about branding and marketing stuff. And before I knew it, it was like an hour and a half gone. And I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, man, that was crazy. And so since that time we've spoken, I try not to have any conversations over the phone or via text when we're talking about creativity, because there's something about like-minded individuals getting together and collaborating on things. And it's just, it's really powerful, man. A lot of things can be accomplished that way. Yeah. And, and see, not only, uh, to piggyback on top of that, take it, so I held you in the highest of high regards. Like when I think of you, I think of me and, and just how we are, right? So whenever I create something, I know that if it moves you, because you come from a place of elevated thinking, of elevated understanding and awareness on a broad spectrum of, of things. So I know if I can write something and you're like, ooh, and it really moves you, then I know that for those that aren't necessarily as aware or they are um, kind of in a fog or distracted from where they know they could be, like I know it'll resonate and really shake them up and make them want to change in some way, shape or form. Right. And so yeah. it, it, it gives me a space to be able to like fully just, this is it in this Ross form. Yeah. What do you think? And we can work from it from there. Cause it's not about perfection. It's about getting it out there so that people can really feast That's upon right. it. That's right. Yeah. We can, we can, we can be in a situation where we're so focused on per- perfection that we literally do nothing. You know, I think I shared, I think I shared that that general uh, was in a meeting. They were talking about wartime strategies. <clears throat> One of the admirals came up and said, listen, why did you select that, that plan of action? All of them looked the same. And I couldn't really tell the difference. He said, uh, I couldn't either. And he kind of looked at him puzzled. He's like, what? He said, why did you suggest we go that route? He said, we had to do something. If it's wrong, then we'll pivot. Right. If it's right, then we pick the right one. It's like, yeah. we were sitting there, we're sitting there all day long hashing stuff out. It's like, man, you got to yeah. pick a direction and walk. It's much easier to move a car that's in neutral or moving forward than one that's in park. Yeah, man. Much easier. Yeah. The wheels are turning. You can move. Even if you yeah. got to go backwards and go forwards, man, just got to take a step, man. You yeah. Take a step. I, you know, I love that. And that's a segue <laughs> into what I was really on my heart and wanted to discuss with you because we share so many commonalities and, and, and one badge of badge of absolute honor and i saw that on your on your instagram with the jersey uh was it um ava's jersey mm-hmm. that, yep that, you know daddy right so as fathers so, you know how how do you maneuver because you know obviously we grew up our our parents 
the the emotional component wasn't necessarily a priority, right? It was them surviving yes. so that we could have a, a glimmer of a chance or opportunity yes. to be the best we could be, right? Yes. But us, you know, you and I in the generation, the emotional part, that coherence, heart coherence, that's, that is the intangible of intangibles first. So how do you go about with your three beautiful children and all the hats that you wear and from your rearing, how do you go about making sure that you augment and modify? Because obviously it's an art, not a science of making sure that they are emotionally healthy as they go about, you know, being the best version of themselves as they're growing in their journey. Yeah. So let me ask you a simple question. It could be a rhetorical question if you don't care to share. It's like, give me one moment of your childhood that stands out like, man, this is the most fun I ever had with my family. Like the most fun I ever had. Like you're having to think for a second, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for I, me, I, Rod, that's a, that's what a different I, episode too. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. So what I've decided to focus on is making memories with my kids because I think those memories are going to serve longer than just the emotion of feeling in this particular moment. They will have a memory in their head. They're going to remember it is way better than it even was. My son brought up something the other day that I completely forgot about. I took him to their first drive-in movie four years ago. Dad, do you remember when we went and saw Star Wars in the drive-in? I had forgotten about it. But to them, it was very impactful. And that impactful, memory, positive memory, rather, leads, elicits all kinds of emotions. And they're good emotions, right? So I think what I try to do is I try to spend, because uh, like you said, we only have so much time in the day and we prioritize the best we can. Um, so when I am spending time with them, I try to make the memories impactful. So like this past weekend, I took uh, my daughter to Dallas for a soccer tournament. Took a day off of work, which I hate doing, but took a day off of work. And uh, we drove up to Dallas. I think we went to the mall five times in three days. But she is never going to forget going to the mall with daddy and walking that mall. It was a Frisco mall. Man, that mall was big. We walked that yeah. whole mall. I don't know how many times. Then she went to the outlet. We went to the outlet. So the, the, the long answer to your question would be, I try to focus on making these positive memories because in the day, that's what they're going to have when they think about their mother or their father, the memory mm -hmm. of them. And so I try mm -hmm. to fill their minds with as many positive memories as I can. My son was frying turkeys on Thanksgiving. We fried six turkeys Thanksgiving morning. He yeah. saw me up. I was up baking until 2 o'clock in the morning, making pecan pies and I'd say candied yams, but for, for our other listeners out there, sweet potato casserole, you know? <laughs> I, said, I said, Poppy, I said, Poppy, Daddy's making some candied yams. He's like, what's that? I said, I'm sorry, buddy. I forgot, you know? <laughs> You're not from where Daddy's from. <laughs> right, you know? It's like from a whole another galaxy, right? So, man, I try to make those, I try to make those memories, man. And, and I yeah. think that that's going to serve them well because then they're going to feel the love. Then they're going to feel their importance. Yeah. In times where I stopped what I was doing to say, He's like, dad, dad. And I'm on the phone. Maybe I'm answering an email. You know, maybe I'm following up with something on social media. And I say, and I put my phone down. I say, yes, buddy. Yes. And I grab him by his head. I say, yes, buddy. Yes. And he knows I have his full attention. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that in this day and age, attention and time is the most valuable currency. It probably always was, right? But yeah. even more so today is attention, paying attention to our children, showing them love, as well as discipline, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I try to do, man, is I try to maximize that time. You know, I hate to use buzzwords like that, but I try to make those times as impactful as I possibly can 
And I try to do that by filling their minds with really good memories. Wonderful, man. I, I absolutely love that. And, and, you know, for me, it's even like in my family, I'll share this, you know, I don't have the best relationship with my immediate family, right? Like my mom and I are on different sides of the coin right now. Okay. And so, but the one thing I do is the reason why I'm here today speaking the way I speak and being able to express myself the way is because of Shirley Kearse Williams, right? Regardless of where yeah. we are now, right? And so yeah. what, I, what, what I'm able to do is give credence and honor that, but also a mixture of what my kids need individually and take stock in that, right? For instance, baby yeah. girl, if we're having a conversation back in the day, if I said what to my parents, that was, you don't do that, right? But with baby girl, if she says it, she's heard me and her mom say it, it's the tonality. She's not saying it with that tonality. It's an innocence in it because she is framing how to use it based upon her interactions, hearing her mom, you know, her mom and I, right? And so I take that in the stock versus creating in the complex. Like you can't say what to any adult when that's not even, you know, I mean, she's in a quest and a thirst for interaction as she is becoming an individual herself and realizing that she wants to interject herself in that. So I'm not going to make it be known that there is a pecking order of I am father, parent, you are child, daughter, right? Like there's a delicate mix, but I don't want to yeah. create that. So when she has other conversations in other arenas, she's confused and conflicted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, <clears throat> you know, it's funny. Whenever I see people, I don't really think about it. If I'm out and about uh, specifically talking specifically what you were just, were just on, um, I'm checking out. And, you know, as long as somebody is not like a teenager, I'm not going to say yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Right. It, I don't want them to feel weird. Right. Yeah. But yeah. My default is like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Just because that's how we were raised. Right. And so with my kids, unless I get like a, yeah, if I get the, <laughs> yeah, as, excuse me. Oh, yes, sir, Dad. Okay, thank you, baby. You know, yeah. I, I think that, I think that I, what is important to me is that my children, I know that they're respectful, but I want their representation to be respectful as well. So although I don't disagree with what you're saying, uh, mm -hmm. because I think it's important to keep the lines of communication and the comfort level with your parents should trump all. But I think the politeness is a nice piece too, right? Of I, yeah. Nice piece, not critical, right? It's nice. Yeah. I think it's nice and I want my kids uh, to be different than what uh, society kind of says that they're to be. They're to be rebels yeah. and fight and that. You know what? You need to rebel when it's time to rebel. And you need to know your place when it's time to know your place. So yeah. I think we're living in the age of kind of like, you know, do what you want and fight the power. What is really the power anymore? I don't know. It's all global corporations, but that's a whole nother. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but I want them to be, I want them to be respectful members of society. And I want people who are, who they're speaking to, to feel that endearment as well. Right. And so, uh, but I, I love the fact that you mentioned, um, you know, parents or loved ones being on kind of different planes than we're on right now. You yeah. know, there is absolutely a time where you have to distance yourself from situations that are not constructive for you or for them. And Correct. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything yeah. wrong with that. I really don't. I think that a little bit of space is nice. A little bit of space does two things. It's going to help you realize how much you need and miss that person. It's going to help you realize, hey, you know what? This is probably what's best right now. That's yeah. not out of malice 
or ill will or anything like that. It's just sometimes that's how life is. You know, I went through a really, I went through some things in my childhood that, you know, kids really shouldn't go through. Uh, looking back, I don't regret any of it because the man I am standing right now is because of, of those things, right? Whether they were negative or positive. So I think too much, we want to get kind of get caught up in this. Oh, it has to be all positive. Everything has to be good. No, negative stuff can shape you too. and can shape you for good. Yeah. You know? So uh, I think it's interesting what you said, and, and I and I agree. I really do agree. I mean, it, there's times when you kind of have to to let loose the reins a little bit, especially with your children. Like I say, what in my opinion should trump all is keeping those lines of communication open. And if you feel like that's the best way uh, to create an environment for baby girl to feel comfortable talking to mom and dad, then hey, man, everything everything uh, uh, there's not a fix all for everything. There's different recipes, you know. So I, I think it's good. I think it's good. Thanks, thanks. And you know what? How do you? Because you, I, when I, when I, obviously, when I talk to you and when I see stuff that you post on social with with your kids, through these chaotic times, how do you go about planting those seeds, knowing that the seeds that you're planting, that love, is going into different plants and different, you know what I mean, to grow? Like, how how are you going about like maneuvering yeah. through these chaotic times to, you know, to keep them? wanting and desiring to be the best version of themselves every single day do you know what for me number one um my kids will never be able to wonder or sit back like man does my did my dad love me like they're never if anything like i shower them more than i not necessarily you should but more than anybody else right like i'm all day long I love you. I love you. Come here. Give me a kiss before you get out of the car. Every day. You yeah. cannot leave my car until they give me a kiss. I don't care when CJ's 25. I'm going to give him a big kiss. If he don't like it, yes. he's going to fight me. And I promise you, at 25, <laughs> he ain't going to be able to whoop me. Maybe when he gets a little bit older. But I don't care. I don't care how, if it makes me look soft. I don't care if it makes him look soft. I don't care. He's going to yeah. say, love you, daddy, until the day I die. You know? Yeah, man. And so uh, I, I just, for me, I shower him with love first. So that they know, no matter what, if they fail, like, man, I love them. I love them. And that's just by repetition. Because when you have people like you and I who have been driven by you accomplish this, you get love. You do this, you get love. You do this, you don't get love. Then you have to ensure. You got me right? You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was worried it broke up. No, no, you, you good? Okay. Yeah. You have, you have to ensure that the love is unconditional. And the only way to do that, to my knowledge, is stay consistent. You stay consistent with the message. The message is, I love you. No matter what, I love you. And through good, there'll be good times, there'll be bad times. If you just stay consistent with the same message of daddy loves you, then you're going to be good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just that simple, you know, because a lot of times we talk like, what are like the tactics, right? When it's love, you find ways, like you said, just love love I, we do that all the time i love you i love you i love you just surprisingly yeah. throughout the day consistently all my kids you know and, and it breeds a, a confidence right it breeds a smile even when they're amongst their friends like i went to hunter's basketball game right and so he's sitting with his seventh graders and you know with his teammates and i walk over and i'm shaking everybody's hand hey y'all ready let's go let's go let's go and, and hunter and i have this handshake and so, you know, we do the handshake and it ends up like a, a shooting a boat, shooting an arrow in the air. And you can see all his friends like, oh, man, that's cool. You can just see him smiling. Right. And he had the time of his life on his court. And so it, it being able to 
experience and feel his elevated emotions and the element as he's growing into the the beautiful being that he is like that in itself man it, i can't even really explain it but the only way that i can explain it is to express it in this platform you know and having this conversation with you mm -hmm. you know and, and it's it's just a beautiful thing yeah. that i encourage every all the listejust start loving period whether you have kids or not just yeah. start loving even if somebody has been embracing you with venom and toxicity obviously don't put yourself in harm's way and even emotionally that is sometimes even more traumatic than physical but just start 100% just start 100%. loving just start loving even if it's a hey how are you right just a small gesture when you're at the store and you see somebody's name tag say their name how are you and see how they light up yeah. and see how that spreads you know that's what that's what that's what we're here to do man and and it's it's just uh i'm just thankful man and grateful yeah people don't really understand the power of their words man like there's times when some stuff was said to me that i would have much rather just get punched in the face as a kid i would have much rather just been smacked you know because man those words can take root and when you're you know five six seven years old you don't understand the concept of uprooting those words from your brain and throwing them out of your mind and i've, I've literally talked to some friends who have been going through some things and I, and I probably started doing this three or four years ago um i would ask them to visually like visualize these negative words going into the ear and they would take the words and ball them up and throw them out of their head the same thing with their negative thoughts like so okay. i literally would tell them to encapsulate those negative thoughts and throw them out of their ear because man they can take root so quickly so quickly and man they can absolutely ruin your life if you don't get a hold of it yeah being succumbing to negative thinking and letting people who you probably care about otherwise you wouldn't you wouldn't even take any credence to what they're saying speak negatively about you can ruin your life it can for sure keep you from your destiny mm -hmm. if it doesn't ruin your life it can for sure cause you to be a miserable person so man it can i've seen it like really devastate people decades decades after the words were spoken because it was somebody who they had held in a high regard otherwise if a stranger walked up to me right now and told me it was stupid i would just look at him like like what are you trying to do like you want to do something or, or like, i don't even know you so right. it wouldn't bother me i'm just like right. why are you rolling up on me right it'd be like oh, you want to do something right but it wouldn't buy it wouldn't root in me because I, I don't know this person but if a loved one came up and said the same thing to me man it would take me some time to get over it if i wasn't careful it would take me some time to get over it yeah and, and you know in that rearing it's the it's going into the mind right it's that battle and i wrote about that right what i share with you it's the battle between the subconscious and the conscious, because when we're programmed in that way, the subconscious rules is 95% to 5% respectively between subconscious and conscious, right? So if we're in that rearing, we're programmed in the subconscious to feel that way, It that's why it feels so much insurmountable sometimes to get to that other side of what hope is when you have been basking in despair. And I say basking tongue in cheek was who, because who really basks in despair, but you're in it so long that you have to find some light in it, right? Like, so you have to change those thoughts and change those words. It becomes comfortable, man. It becomes, listen, I was so comfortable with pain that pain is like, felt like love. Like you get so, you get so comfortable feeling like that. You think that's what love is. 
you think that pain, whether it be physical, or emotional, is like, well, this is how I'm supposed to feel with somebody who cares about me. Man, that's not true. That's not true. It's not supposed to be misery. Misery is not misery is not a love language. You know, like it's yeah. not it's not a thing. But so many of us, yeah, man, so many of us get you get so used to it from people you care about that before you know it, at the end of the day, that's what you think you need. I've talked to so many uh, friends of mine who were just um, so used to being talked to a certain way. They thought that's how you spoke to people. And I was like, a friend of mine, I was just speaking to her yesterday. She's going through some things. And I'm a big advocate, number one, to try your best to work things out, first of all, right? I'm not one who likes to jump right to, you know, right to atomic bomb. But at the end yeah. of the day, I was like, maybe you're just so used to being treated negatively. You think that's good. That's not good. If yeah, someone's maybe. tearing you down every day, that's not somebody you should be dealing with on a daily basis or at yeah. all. Yeah. Man, we get so used to, oh, that's just how it is. No, that's really not how it is. That's how it is if you allow it to be that way. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the saddest part, man, is we become conditioned to uh, feeling love through pain or negative words. Oh, he really cares about me. Or, oh, she really cares about me. If she really cared about you, she wouldn't be treating you like that. Right. You know, I mean, now we're kind of getting off on a whole nother situation. But you no, know, no, no, we're good. We're good. It just breaks I- my heart. Yeah, just breaks my heart when I when I see stuff like that because it's like, yeah. man, I mean, I'm I'm that person. Like I'm that person. Like I get it. You know, it's just we we gotta we gotta fight that, man. We gotta understand that's not the case. And I've really seen you do it in these last few years more than anybody. It's like, man, your whole outlook is kind of like you took an about face. I think in general, and I just love to see it, man. You and look at the light you're being right now. You know, you're a perfect example of that. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I, I wanted to ask you, just piggybacking on, you know, what you said, what would, you know, coming from your rearing and you having to, to mitigate through that, how would you go about giving advice for people that feel as though like there's no hope, they're despair, they're stuck in this and this is all that they ever know. Like what, give you know, give some advice on just how to, get out of that from being stuck and overwhelmed and get on that path. Yeah. So um, hope is the, hope is what you have to have. To me, hope is the soil. Okay. Nothing's going to grow without soil. If you don't have hope, you can't have anything. Hope is the soil to grow anything you want. Any dream you want to grow, you got to have a hope. If you don't have a hope, man, you don't got nothing. So I would say, listen, at the end of the day, there is something for you to be grateful for. You could have gone through severe trauma for decades, but I assure you, you're still alive and kicking. You are here for a reason. It is not by chance. I don't remember the number, but it's one in like 50 something trillion that you're the one egg that got fertilized. (laughs) It's like, it's not by chance. None of us are here by chance. Your life matters, number one. Number two, I would say you are more in control than what you think. I'm not saying that based on a, a rub it in your face. I'm saying you can change things. You can change things about yourself. You can change things about your situation. This much though, just little by little. It may feel like there's an elephant in front of you, but I can eat that elephant if you give me enough time. Just mm. one bite at a time. One, so I would say break down whatever obstacles are in front of you into small incremental tasks that you know that you can accomplish on a daily basis. And then you start looking at the compounding rule. Anybody who's dealt with any type of finances or any type of labor, you know that once you get started, a snowball, for example, it starts like this. 
an avalanche can start like this, you know? It's just that little pebble. Then you start picking up steam, picking up steam, collecting more, collecting more, collecting more. Now before you have something huge. But it started just because you had a little hope that my work like this would grow. So don't look at 10 years from now. Yes, have goals, but what can you do today to make your life better? What can you do today? I'm going to tell you another thing that we kind of get caught up in too. This really came on me heavy last night. I was uh, winding down for the night. As I mentioned to you, I'm, I'm kind of back on my program. I'm convinced I'm going to I'm gonna use this as accountability. I'm going to have my abs at 42. And so there you go. And I was thinking, I was thinking, man, what's the first thing you do when you when you get back on your diet program? What's the first thing you think, man? I can't wait to have a cheat meal or a cheat day. That's such a farce. Why do I want to reward myself with something that takes me in the wrong direction? Why do we do that? Why do we re- why does the reward something that takes us away from where we want to go? Oh man, I made it to Friday. Let's go out and get turned up. Okay, no problem. If that's what you want to do. But do you have something physically that you shouldn't be doing that? If so, that shouldn't be a reward. Mm-hmm. We have to change our outlook uh, because what we're doing is we're training our brain to think, if I do this thing I hate enough times, I'll get to do something that's going to hurt me. That's my reward. That, that's <laughs> totally counterproductive. Totally counterproductive. So in my head, I was thinking, man, here I am, like a knucklehead, thinking about eating a stack of pancakes and five pieces of French toast when I should be focusing on, man, I got a goal. That's why I'm doing this. I need to focus on my goal and how good it's going to feel to accomplish my goal because you can't lie to yourself. You think you can, but you can't. Your your mind knows when you're lying to it, when you're being a fraud. And guess what happens to your resolve when you're a fraud? It goes, yeah. So those times where I'm looking to focus on my goal and not do something I'm not supposed to do, man, I let myself go. Why? Because I don't have a hope that I can accomplish the goal that I want to. So when I'm approaching, I'm approaching it one meal at a time. In my office, I turn the camera, but there's a lot of glare. I have a candy jar. I have, Let me just show you. Let me show you. You're going you're gonna to appreciate this. <laughs> so my people who come into my office, yeah. I got candy jars here. <sighs> I got all the chocolate. Look here. Look here. All right, look here. Let me tell you about those Kit Kats. Those Kit Kats are half mint chocolate and half chocolate. Man, they're delicious. I could eat 50 of them. I look at those things every day. I look at them every day. And I'm going to tell you something. Man, if I focused, oh, I want one of those so bad. Man, I'm going to be right over in that jar every single day like I was before being a fatty. But what my mindset now is, man, that's not the goal. Filling my belly full of Kit Kats is not the goal. Being in the best shape of my life is the goal. Why? Because my kids are watching, number one. I don't look like the other daddies at 42 years old. When I go out there and like pick my kids up, I don't look like the other daddies. Ever. Why? Because I'm committed. Yeah, you're the same way. Because I'm committed to being here to enjoy my children's lives for as long as I possibly can. I started having kids kind of late in life, and I'll be damned if I don't get to enjoy the, the time I have with my kids because I'm out of shape because I'm not taking care of myself like I should. Well, this has nothing to do with vanity. It has to do with, I want to be the best version of myself because my kids are watching. They are watching, man. So, so I kind of went good. on a, kind of, I took a left turn. No, but that was the basis, the basis on anything positive you're going to do in your life has to start with hope. Yeah. You have to have a hope that you can get there or else you have nothing. So mm. number one, figure out what you can be thankful for in your life. Because everybody's got something. 
You look at the guy who's blind, he said, well, at least I'm alive. You look at the guy who's who's crippled, he said, well, hey, at least I'm here. At least I can breathe, you know? The guy who doesn't have an arm, well, at least I have legs. The guy who doesn't have legs, hey, at least I can move around with these prosthetics. We always have something we can be grateful for. I'm not trying to trivialize those people who've dealt with that type of thing. I'm saying every single person, every single person has something to be grateful for. It's like the guy who was complaining because he had no car. And then he saw the guy who, who had a bicycle and he was grateful for his car. And the guy with the bike saw a guy with no bike. He said, man, I have this bike. I don't have a car. And then he saw the guy walking. He's like, man, at least I'm not walking. The guy who's walking saw the guy with no feet. He's like, man, at least I can walk, you know? And the guy with no feet's like, hey, at least I'm not dead. It's like, man, we can just, we get so caught up in our world that we don't understand, man, there's so much to be grateful for. We're in this, like, we're in this society that's worse than ever for keeping up with this, you know? And it's like, we have to really take a day, a daily account of what we have to be grateful for. My kids, every single morning, they got to give me an inventory. They give me three things every single morning they're thankful for. Every single morning when I dropped off of school, they have to tell me three things they're thankful for, or they don't get out of the car. I said, no, they're just used to it. I don't even have to have some for it anymore. They know it's coming. But mm-hmm. man, gratitude leads, yeah, gratitude leads to hope. Once you're grateful for what you got, you're like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And they can have a little hope, you know? Mm. And when you got a little hope, man, watch out. You can do anything. You can do anything. Absolutely. And listen, you know, I, I, I typically ask you what your final words, but I mean, if you, if you, have, <laughs> if you have some others that can top that, because that right there, that was nice and juicy, like the fried chicken that you made a couple weeks ago. I mean, I mean, not the fried chicken, the fried turkeys that you, that you were making a couple weeks ago. Man, that turkey, that turkey was so juicy. I was so proud of myself, man. Whenever you're making that many birds, you want to make sure you want to make sure that they turn out good. Yeah, and I was so happy how moist they were, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But I love you, man. I I um I love I'm you so more, Rod. Man, to to you know, this started out as a conversation. Look at what it's look at look at look at it now, man, and, and look at where it's going to be. You know, look at where it's going to continue to grow, man. So you know, you, man. thank you to all the listeners, man. Thank you for everybody that takes just a second to allow not only me to share but to be open to the people that I love and the people that are cutting edge in their life, stepping one foot in front of the other in a trajectory towards abundance. It's amazing um, to be a part of it and to see it grow. And I love you, man. Love you too, Ryan. See you, brother. Have a good man. Thank you, man. You too. Later. Yeah. OM gratefulness. What a gift. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Moments of Mindset, the podcast. What I need you to do is I need you to go support my best friend, my brother in his amazing combat apparel. Go to Cruise Combat, C-R-U-Z-C-M-B-T dot com forward slash athletes with an S. There are two special edition Cyril Jeff shirts Select one, select them both, buy them for yourself, buy them for a friend. On your checkout, use the promo code CJ10. We have to support our friends. We have to support the companies out there that are bringing value and bringing love and wanting to make this world a much better place. Support and celebrate this world champion, my friend, Cyril Jeff Smith. You can find him at T-H-E-C-Y-R-I-L.com, TheCyril.com. Thank you for locking arms with me. I love you all. Have an amazing day.